Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Married AF Podcast. This is episode number 28. We are your hosts, Matthew and Monica Powers. And just to be clear, the AF stands for as followers, not what so many other people think that it might stand for, because boy, oh boy, <laughs> since we've done this whole social media thing, have we ever got hate? We've gotten lit up lately. I mean, it is. Hate. I've, I've honestly, I've enjoyed it. Now, I did ask for some feedback in one of the episodes, and I wasn't necessarily asking for feedback on anything that had to do with the AF, but the AF is as followers. And we've even had someone mention, why don't you try to say Jesus is holy AF in church and see how that goes over? And I'm laughing because our church was so excited that we started a married small group. Yes. And, and because we wanted the name to be catchy. And boy, did we do that. Is it ever catchy? Like we've said in church many times, we'll do anything short of sin. And it's not what your dirty minds are thinking the AF stands for. Exactly. If, you're, if your mind is going towards that AF, that's not our <laughs> problem. That's a you problem. That's a heart problem. But it's been kind of interesting seeing uh, the feedback. There's been a lot of traction and interaction on social media since we decided to start recording and doing this and that but my favorite part's the hate <laughs> man the angry face the angry emoji faces the yes. negative comments the negative hateful messages listen you know you've done something when people start to hate you yeah i've always heard any publicity is good publicity and apparently so so that's been <laughs> very interesting that's been very fun uh, to, to see and to interact a little bit but it's been great it's 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 quite funny however <laughs> there's been a whole lot of positive that's come yes. out of this also so we just that's want to say to here too thank you uh to everyone who is listening who's interacting with us um you know leave a a review on whatever social um whatever podcast platform you're listening to but on social media the messages we have gotten the comments uh the messages asking questions the messages of encouragement uh and even some heartbreaking messages asking yes. for prayer and what do i do uh has been very humbling i have really enjoyed the ones who have stepped out of their comfort zone to tell two strangers who they don't have a clue who they are about what is going on in their lives and asking us to pray from them. Now, these aren't in comments. These are just strictly these are private, through, direct private messages. messages. Yeah. And I encourage that because we are praying people and we do believe in the power of prayer and we do love praying over people and for people. So continue, please, to continue to do that. Absolutely. Continue to, to comment, to con continue to ask questions. Uh, hopefully one of these days we'll be able to have the actual like Q&A episode. Ooh. Uh, that would be so much fun for people to just send in questions, uh, whatever they want. Nothing's off the table. Right. And just open them and answer them uh, would be a lot of fun. So we just want to say thank you to all the married AF people out there. The mafia. The mafia, um, <laughs> as people like to call it, maybe. Maybe that'll catch on. But it's been really, really cool to see just the interaction that's come from really over the last four, five, six weeks. And we've also been told that the articles and all of the things that I have found the past few episodes, it's a hit. It apparently has been a hit. <laughs> uh, we've noticed that with talking to people, the messages, social media, the 
downloads that we're seeing on the podcast have been really, really good. So we decided we're going to do it again today. Yes. So what what is it we have for episode number 28? You have another article that's pretty good. Yes. I agree with some of the things and I disagreed with some of the things. So I cut out the parts that I disagreed with. <laughs> it's good, though. It's really, <laughs> it's really good. good. It's married couples are sharing the things every unmarried couple should know before tying the knot. And there was some really good information that we spoke about previously of, hey, this is these are some things that we need to do. We need to know uh, and how we need to handle our relationships. So Let's jump right in. Why not? Now, remember, these are married couples giving the advice to unmarried couples and what they need to know before they get married. Yeah. Despite what you think before you get married, you do not have it figured out and you need to take advice from <laughs> older, wiser people who have experience. Who have a healthy marriage. Oh, absolutely. You don't just take advice from anybody. No. Absolutely not. No, you look at the fruits of their labor and their life and you can easily tell, okay, these are people who I probably want to take (laughs) advice from. And you can clearly see other people that, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to do the opposite of what they tell me to do. Now, if you show up at their house on a random Tuesday night during the week and they let you in and they are who they are outside of whether it's church or any kind of public event that you've seen them at, if they are the same people on that random Tuesday night that you showed up at their house unannounced as they are in public, those are the people that you need to take advice from. Absolutely. When you can just show up completely unannounced, absolutely, that's okay. They'll, they'll still welcome you in because so many of us and so many people are, we plan for those people to come over so everything is perfect. Oh, yeah, the house is cleaner than it's ever been. <laughs> the yard looks sweet. perfect. Everything is put away. Toilets and you're like clean. dressed perfectly. <laughs> you, you've prepared what you're going to say. Exactly. Yeah, well, everyone that, should, that knows us and they show up at our house, even if it's a small group, when we do a small group here, I'm going to be in my house shoes. Absolutely. My, <laughs> uh, the, the Bombas house slippers. Because, oh, you know, man. we always have the Bombas socks that... My mom has got us for Christmas over the every, you know, you, for Gigi. the last so many years. They're amazing. We asked but I think it was two two years ago she got us the Bombas slippers and you know no free ads. You know Bombas, we'd love a sponsorship. That would be so cool. <laughs> but these Bombas slippers are amazing. And Our yes, kids I, even have them. They love. Them. I wear them all the time, and I get made fun of for them. But <laughs> I don't care because they are incredible. Well, if the people who were making fun of them had them, they would no longer be making fun of you. Oh, absolutely. Like we have a friend of ours who just got his first massage yes. a week or so ago, <laughs> and he's always made fun of people who get pedicures. He got a pedicure. And like, the massage. This is, oh my gosh. This is the greatest thing I've ever done in my whole life. i got to get another pedicure. <laughs> don't don't knock it until you try exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. Just, just saying. So what do we got today? All right. So we're going to start with the, um, my, we're going to go in order. I'm, I saved the best for last. Oh, great. Great. All right. It says, keep dating. Just because you're married doesn't mean you should stop trying to woo each other. There's no shame in scheduling a regular date night. Take turns planning it. Could not agree anymore. Yeah. You have to continue dating because why would you ever stop in the first place? Like when you first caught eyes with your significant other at some point in time and it was just like you're floating on the clouds. You did everything you possibly could to get close to them, to get to know them, to woo them in a sense to fall in love with you. Powers, were you floating on that cloud that you were just magically on? I was. You, were, you saw me. <laughs> you, you know the cartoons when Bugs Bunny smells the pie that's yeah, cooking in the window? Floating. And you're just kind of floating. to the, Absolutely. That's exactly how it was. But 
Absolutely. Why would you not continue to date? Well, I mean, you did all of those things to get to the point of getting married. Yeah, so why would you just so stop? just because you got them doesn't mean you're supposed to stop there. No, it's just that's the that's the closing of one chapter oh, to open a brand new chapter in marriage. It and it's better with marriage. And that worked. So why in the world would you stop it? <laughs> However, people get lazy. Yeah. And they figure, they- oh, I got her. I don't have to try anymore. I don't have to do anything anymore. She's mine. She's not going anywhere. Why in the world would I ever try to woo her anymore? I've always heard the after the honeymoon phase of marriage is over, you get comfortable. And the way you can tell a couple is comfortable is they've gained weight. Not because of a child. They're comfortable. And I, I would hate to feel, oh, well, well, I've done all that stuff. We did the wedding. We're married now. Life sucks. So let's just get comfortable. But that's unfortunately kind of the path. It, it is. Takes. It is so sad. I would. Powers, you can't do that. I uh, would let you know. We have an agreement. Like if we get to like, OK, baby. Oh, we do. We, we have sexy. We've given each other authority to say, <laughs> um, listen, I love you, but you 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 put on some pounds and Cut we need back to, on the Twinkies. We need to do something to. Help bring you back. One, physical attractiveness matters. I yes. don't care what anyone says. You have to find your significant other physically attractive. Yes. There is that that part of it. And it's important to remain that way. Secondly, it's a whole health factor. It is. To be healthy, you want to live a long, prosperous, successful life. And especially if you have children and you have a family, you want to be there for them. So, you know, gaining weight and becoming unhealthy is not good for you at all. But it's comfortable it is well we think it's comfortable but the reality is once you get to that point you found yourself completely uncomfortable in everything you do you're uncomfortable in your own skin physically you're uncomfortable in your own skin you're uncomfortable in your clothes and it just rubs off to where you are unhappy and you push that off on other people yes so absolutely continue to date each other dress up you know men shave shower do your hair if you have any (laughs) try to take care of yourself dress nice compliment your wife ladies Put on the dress, put on the heels, put on, do there the hair and makeup, girl. do it all. Make <laughs> him want you more than he ever has. I promise it, it's worth it. It's yeah. absolutely. And I love the idea of take turns planning it. Yes. Swap it up. Fun. That's, that's really cool. Just to let the other person, Hey, this one's on you and you just go and enjoy. That's a, that's great advice. A lot of people don't take advantage of it, but it's such good advice. So he's going to keep the other one guessing. Oh, absolutely. It is. And I don't like surprises. So that might not necessarily work out for us. Well, tough. <laughs> All right, the next one. Marriage isn't always a 50-50 partnership. Sometimes it's 70-30, sometimes it's 80-20, and sometimes it's 100 to nothing. But this isn't a reflection on effort or commitment. That should always be 100%. What this means is that you will sometimes have to work harder than the other for one reason or another. Yeah. So true. This is so true. And we just experienced this within the past few years mm-hmm. because of the car wreck. Yeah, absolutely. We did. It is. It is. Honestly, it's never 50 50. No, it isn't. And anyone who goes into a marriage thinking it's 50 50, you're going to be highly upset whenever you realize it's not 50 50. There are days where I'm running at 95 percent and you're at 5 percent. And then the next day it may be completely reverse yes it always has has to adds up to 100 but it's never in a complete 
equal partnership. Sometimes it's just 51-49. We're right there. Right. 51% of the time um, when our children act out, I look at you and go, this is 51% your fault. We do that quite <laughs> often. This is a nice little joke. It's a joke. It's not. I it's mean, a complete joke. But no. 50-50 really. But when they're acting up, it's like, okay, this is 51% your fault. Yeah, and that's the fun part of it. But when it comes to your marriage, it's never actually 50-50. And it just goes back to the beginning when God created man and woman. The man will leave his father and mother, be joined together with his wife, where the two will become one. The Bible even talks about being equally yoked and how importantly it is to be equally yoked because those who are unequally yoked, one's going to pull more weight than the other. And if you do that for so much over so so long, it's going to be a completely unyoked relationship and be a bad relationship just broken absolutely broken those of you who don't know what equally yoked means it was a a a device that was used for oxen where they would put it on and it's called a yoke and they have to plow the fields and being unequally yoked means that constantly if one oxen is stronger than the other they're just going to run around in circles they're never going to accomplish anything and the same is true for our marriage if we are equally yoked, yes, one may get ahead of the other because they're pulling more weight. But over time and as they continue to go, they're going to accomplish amazing things together. Exactly. It says it should always be 100 percent effort and commitment. It doesn't say that you're 95 percent committed. That doesn't mean by any means that one is better than the other. I mean, God made Eve for Adam as a helper. Yes, as a helper. A helper for man because God created man and said, it's it not good. not good. Like everything else God created, he's like, man, that's good. Yeah. Like, oh, you said that was then really, really good. Man. That was good. And then he invented man and he's like, oh, crap. That's not good. <laughs> and man, if, if you're strong enough to admit it, you need help. Yes. We all need help. There are so many things, and I know this may get a little off subject, and this is going to be countercultural. People are going to hate this. Blah, More blah. hate mail is coming. I can feel it. Get ready for it. Men and women are not equal. No, I, I completely agree. There right. are. Let me, let me, I, this is, this is what gets me. Everyone wants all the women are equal as men. I'm sorry, but if I am in a burning building on the 10th floor, it's me and you. We are the fire department. Okay. Someone my size is on the 10th floor and needs help getting down 10 flights of stairs. Am I going to pick the person my size or yours? I'm going with you. It just You're makes the sense. bigger dude. I feel like you are stronger. You would probably be able to have more stamina than the girl that's on your right. That's the same size as me. I would have to carry my weight with her. You're exactly right. And that's just, we're not equals at all. And that, I mean, there, there are, are totally th there are things, situations, but that is my hardcore. There are things that men are far better at. Than women. Yes. And there are things that women are far better at than men. That's why it's so important for men and women to come together. That way we can operate at 100% because women alone cannot operate at 100%. Nope. Men alone cannot operate at 100%. We nope. just simply can't. We are two different beings with different values that we have to be able to add to the marriage and add to the relationship. So, yeah, 100%. It's never 50-50. All right, here's the next one. Make sure you're both on the same page when it comes to priorities and core values that affect your your daily lives. If you aren't now, you probably won't be after getting married either. Priorities. Boy, have we talked about this a lot. Yeah. What do your priorities look like? Mm -hmm. Taking inventory of yourself and your relationship 
what do your current priorities look like? Because this is so true that if if my if my top priority, and we see this a lot in the church, and and unfortunately women are leading the the spiritual leadership in the household, which the Bible clearly states that men are to be the spiritual leaders. Men, you're we suck essentially. We're really really lagging behind. We are not doing what we're called to do. But you'll see so often where women are all in. They're in the church. They're serving. They're helping people. They're living out their purpose, doing what they're called to do. An old husband just sits back on the couch, goes play golf, goes hunting, plays watches video games, football. watches football, Whatever game does the thing that he wants to do, and the priorities are completely mixed up. And we we see it so much currently in the church because the and the marriages are hurting so bad. And we see it all the time, you know, pray for my marriage and yes. people asking marriage advice. What do we do? Because their priorities are not the same. One has their priority of God and the church being high up on the list. And the other is way down at the bottom when there's so many other things that are in there. And, and the truth is for so many other things, whether it's your career, kids, all the other things. Oh, and those priorities are going to change when you don't have kids and when you do have kids. But even though those priority changes, there's always supposed to be a number one that is more consistent than anything else. Yes, and here, here's the here's the thing that many people won't won't understand, especially when we're talking about marriage or marriage podcast. Your spouse is never supposed to be number one. No, brah. Mm-mm. They're like, wait, what? What? What are you talking about? Who's supposed to be? No- you are not supposed to be number one. You are not my number one, Matthew Power. You are not my number one. And I'm not sorry about it. No, we know that. We understand that. Why? Because our priorities are, are equally aligned. I'm very happy to be your number two. Absolutely, you can be my number two. <laughs> You're my number two pencil. <laughs> You're such a nerd. Do you ever wonder why there are only number two pencils? And I never saw a number one, a number three, a number four, any other number pencil ever exist. All I ever saw were number two pencils. Do you? Do the other pencils even exist? I have no idea. Boy, squirrel. Wow, Matthew. Now you're having to look it up just because you have no idea. Absolutely. I think that there are other number pencils, but I think the number comes from the type of, here comes my useless knowledge. I think it's the type of lead, the pencil shaving, you know, the. the oh, yes. Part. There are number one, two, 2.5, three, and four pencils. Some other intermediate numbers. The higher the number, the harder the core and lighter the markings. Ah. See, useless knowledge. Who knew? I did, obviously. Well, we all know <laughs> something. Yeah, you knew that. Who knew you were going to get a pencil lesson on the Married AF podcast today? Uh, maybe I should go on Jeopardy. Maybe okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> but even like the values that you have, it, it says when it comes to priorities and your core values, maybe you're not a believer. Maybe your spouse is not a believer. When I say that priorities change, when we got married... We were not godly people. No, we weren't. Didn't even have a care about. We were to the point where I remember telling our family, don't judge me because I'm not going to raise my child in a church. I don't want to hear all of the things that you're going to say about me because I don't put my child in church. That is not me. That is not going to happen. Yeah, look what God does. He's funny like he's, that. He's got some jokes. He's got a great sense of humor. He's, and sometimes you just eat crow. Sometimes you, you, you do. eat a lot of it and just go, all right. If you're able to go and reflect back to where you were before meeting Jesus and, and him becoming the Lord of your life, 
and reflect back to where you were and all the things that you thought you know then, <laughs> you look back and you're like, hmm, God really does have a sense of humor. He does. Because all those dumb things I said, all those absolute truths that I knew, I was way wrong. Oh, totally wrong. Way wrong. I ate a lot of crow. We do that. <laughs> but in our lives, I don't even, like when we got married, I don't even know that we were number one. No. The priority for each other. Well. Ourselves. Were ourselves number were number one. We were extremely selfish. Yes. We were stupid. Absolutely stupid. I was not having kids. No, we wanted nothing to do with kids. No. Now we have two little awesome humans. And at one point we've had five. Another story for another day. Exactly. But that's just how funny it is when you look back and go, yeah, I'm not having kids. And I know I know. at one point your mom was like, are you sure you want to marry her? She doesn't want to have kids. Are you sure you don't want to like, have I don't want to have kids. Are you kids. kidding that's me? Stupid. Kids are stupid. They're expensive and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They are, but they're <laughs> worth every single bit of it. And ours are 10 and 8 now. Yes, they are. And it's amazing to see how we went from, okay, we're having a son and never thought about having another child until he was here. But before that second child even was thought about, it's funny how God pushed us back into church. Right. And when that happened, those values and those priorities instantly changed. Well, it wasn't even just being pushed, you know, or, or not necessarily pushed, but maneuvering ourselves back into church. But it was a pull on our heart. It, it was being it was being pulled around the right people. Yes. Because the people really kind of shaped who we are, showed us which ways to go, you know, put really great people in our lives just to, you know, help lead us, essentially. Mm-hmm. Don't make me cry, Powers. We're videoing this. I'm not going to do that. I'll let you move on to the next <laughs> one if you want to. <laughs> okay. Talk. And don't be afraid to hurt each other's feelings. If your spouse is doing something that annoys you, let them know. If you don't voice it, it can't be addressed. We've talked about this so many times. Yes, it is so true. No judgment communication. That was one of the other things, that, but I, I kind of canceled it out. It was one of the things they were saying. People talk about being vocal and communicating with your spouse, but they don't tell you how to communicate. No. Well, this right here is telling you, don't be afraid to hurt each other's feelings. It's not about you're trying to hurt their feelings. If you don't tell them about it, they don't know. No, they don't know. Uh, you have to, one, tell them about it. But that's the amazing thing, going back to one of the previous uh, comments of being equally yoked and, and, and you know not always being 50-50, but being there for each other, that whenever the other one's down, you pull them along. You've given the authority to your spouse to be able to tell you and to call you out and say, hey, this is exactly what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling to not get your feelings hurt over. It may sting at first, but you've given the authority to your spouse to be able to tell you these things. Why? Because they have your back. They're looking out for you. They are your other half. They are the other. They're, they're where two become one. Yeah. And without them, you are not whole. You're not complete. This, um, there's a little comment under this one. This is marriages fall apart because people aren't prepared to do the work. That's very true. That is so true. And I... I don't feel like for us, marriage is work. Right. And that's exactly where I was going. I've never felt like marriage. And I get the whole idea. You have to work at your marriage. Marriage is hard work. I don't see it as hard work, but you have to be intentional about it. You have to constantly have it on your mind. Every decision and every thought that we have is for your spouse. 
Like whatever decision and thing that you do, every reaction and response you have also reflects your spouse. Absolutely. Your children. You are making those decisions. If you're making big decisions without them, like you saying, hey, we're moving to Boston. Uh, For me, it would be like, woohoo, when do we leave? But if you told me something, I mean, that could be for any couple. Hey, I've changed my job. We're going here. Wait, what? Yeah, those are things, conversations that have to be had. Yes. Like real conversations. And that is, that would cause a problem. Oh, it absolutely would cause a problem. But when you have, you are 100% committed it's not work. No, it's not work. And I think it just goes to, I said this to you the other day when we were, we were driving home, that when we figure it out, and we figure out in, in our marriage, but just as individuals, that our lives are not our own, it changes everything. Yes. When you realize that your life, why you were put on this planet, was never, ever supposed to be for you, but it was for God, it was for other people. It was for your spouse. It was for your kids. It was for your community, your work. When you figure it out that your life is not your own, everything changes. You see things completely different perspective and everything really begins to make sense from there. When you start living your life for everyone else instead of yourself. And then what you will see happen is your own life. Things will happen. You never could even imagine. And we have absolutely seen that in our own life. Look at this podcast currently. (laughs) Exactly. All right, here's the next one. Things will change. So try to grow together rather than grow apart. And do the dishes even after you worked all day. Because it's nice sometimes. (laughs) It is nice sometimes. Um, No, things will change. We evolve and adapt and grow uh, like you just said, we, we, you know, when we first got married, we were not the best people, but boy, have we adapted and our priorities changed and we have grown so much over the last 15 years we've been married now. We're sure. bad. We're bad yes. with numbers. You're just saying, sure. You're just nodding along. Like, yeah, sure. That's may or may not be right. <laughs> we're terrible with keeping up with how long we've been married. And look, in our defense, it's just because we have been together so long. We have, but we don't really keep up with the number. We usually have someone else which just happy anniversary on before our we anniversary and that then it's we our try own. to get each other to each other before the other. So, so many times, somebody always says happy anniversary. Oh crap. Is our anniversary, but, <laughs> but you're, you're exactly right. That we, you have to, you have to grow together. You've already decided that prior that as we grow, we're growing together that as your spouse may go one way, well, guess what? You're going to go that way with your spouse. Yeah. I and tried if, to tell it, you to write a book and you did a podcast and I said, powers, I didn't want to do a podcast and look at us on episode number 28. Well, look at what the Rolling Stones said. Too. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Ha-ha. But if you try sometimes, <laughs> you just might find you get what you need. I didn't know I needed a podcast, but okay. Maybe the world did, not you. <laughs> Remember, this life is not about ourselves. Okay, we're moving on. Moving on. But yes, grow, 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 to, grow together because you're going to grow and you're going to develop and... You have to be you. You have to have your partner there to do it with you. All right, I only have two more left. All right, let's hear it. You're going to get annoyed with each other, and get mad over silly things. And sometimes you have to realize that you, yes, you, were being a jerk. Yes. <laughs> How many times have there been not talking to you? Okay. As you give me that look. <laughs> But talking to everyone else out there, 
How many times did you get so mad at your spouse or even anyone in general, get so mad at somebody and then realize how wrong you were, but you were just doubling down. Like I'm, ne- I'm never going to admit that I was wrong. I was never going to admit that I was a jerk. We're all jerks sometimes. Oh my gosh. It's so sour and bitter coming out of your mouth to admit that you were wrong. I know those words are vinegar. Yeah, they're terrible, but believe it or not. And I know this is hard for anyone to hear. You are not the smartest person in the room all the time. It is very. You do not have everything figured out. (laughs) You are not always right. Sometimes your spouse was right. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times I have been so annoyed by something that has happened and it makes absolutely no sense why I get irritated about whatever it may be. Okay. I don't say anything. I try not to respond, especially if I can't comprehend what I'm reading or looking at or what has happened because I feel like I need your opinion on how I should react. I know how I want to react and respond to this situation, but I always go to you and I, oh man, I I always get mad, even more mad when I hear your response because gosh darn it, I know you're right. And it hurts so bad. And it's so irritating. I don't tell you you're right right away. I sulk about it and say a lot of things in my head that I probably shouldn't say out loud. It's probably good that I keep it in my head. But at the end of the day, it's like a, okay, baby, this is, this is what I did. Well, and what you just said is people don't understand the difference. You said reaction or response. And those are two completely separate things. They are. A reaction is something happened your emotions got involved, your feelings got involved, and you reacted to it quickly. Like you just immediately reacted to it. Zero hesitation. If we know anything, if we've ever learned anything, I don't think culture has learned this at all. We're too blind and dumb to see it. But any feelings-based decision is always a wrong and bad decision. Always. And that's what happens when we react. However, when we respond, the same situation can happen, but knowing that you have a predetermined way in which you're going to respond to things, that no matter what's happened, you say, well, we're going to go through this filter to be able to do it. Like if something happens to us, something catastrophic even, or a tragedy, tragedy, or we get some really crazy, awful, unexpected news, we have a process in which we know we're going to respond in these certain directions. And if we have a, a predetermined response for whatever may happen, not saying it is a word-for-word response, but we know if something bad happens or something great happens, our response is going to go in this direction Every single time, because we know that is going to be the correct way to respond to something rather than react to something. And I don't think that a lot of times in our marriages, we're more concerned with being right than than anything else. Keeping score is not a good marriage. No. And we try to keep score. We all like to win. I love to win. I hate losing. We're competitive people. We hate to lose. But in a marriage, the only loser is you if you're keeping score. Yeah. I mean, it's a team sport. It is. There's us. There's a, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. If, if your spouse loses, guess what? You lost to. Save the best for last. Best for last. Let's hear it. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. The only thing you should ever hide in your marriage is gifts. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't that great? That's so right. It is so accurate. The only thing you need to hide are gifts. 
And I have a hard time doing that. Yeah, you really do. Because I'll buy you something I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to give it to me. Yeah, you're like, and I can't wait a couple of more days. As soon as it gets here, even if it's for a birthday or, well, I mean, we don't really necessarily do Christmas, but for birthday, I'm thinking, it's arrived. Yeah, I'm not waiting to give this to him on his birthday. Hey, you want your birthday present now? It's, it's usually within now? 24 hours. I'm just so excited to give it to you. What if we would be that excited to give information or news or things that happen throughout the day or good news or bad news or the thoughts that are going on in our minds and our hearts to our spouses? Could you imagine the success of marriage if we were that excited as you are to give gifts of giving news to your spouse or something that's going on to your spouse instead of trying to hide it and keep it buried and keep it hidden? Well, I feel like that's that's our relationship. It has been. Absolutely, it has been. Because we don't have anything to hide from each other. No. And the moment you get off work, it's like, okay. I mean, even the kids now know after 4 o'clock, we're going to get a phone call and we get to hear about your day. Mm-hmm. Exciting or not, uh, good, bad, ugly, we're going to hear about it. Yeah, because your your spouse is there to help lead you through this stuff. When it's hard, they help you celebrate the wins when that, you know, good things happen to you. I mean, either if it's bad news or good news, I can't wait to hear about it. And sometimes something is so unbelievable. I can't tell you on the phone because I have to see your face. There are plenty of times. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you about this, but I have have to see your face. Why did you leave late today? I really have to tell you this. Well, what? You can't leave me on the phone like this. You have to tell me, no, I'm sorry. I have to see your face to tell you. That's just how it goes. That's exactly (laughs) how it goes every single time. But I think that we would see such a lower divorce rate and so more, so much more happy couples. If they were excited to just share what's going on, good, bad, ugly, indifferent because you you say this all the time but what you do in the dark comes out in the light always every single time things cannot stay buried things cannot stay hidden it's just it gets ugly and that's again that's been the the way we've gone about our relationship we used to hide everything from each other oh gosh we were just terrible to each other no we would hide everything feelings emotions anything we could possibly do we didn't want to tell the other person text messages emails phone calls and that's, money we spent, it didn't matter what it was. And we that's one of the people. reasons why we feel so passionately about marriages and, and this podcast is because we feel that if any couple has is experiencing something, has experiencing experienced something, we can relate in some, some way. Absolutely. As, as wild and, and crazy and heartbreaking as it may seem, we have probably most likely experienced it in some way and we made it. Yes. We made it. And the only reason we made it, and all the glory goes to God. Yeah, because without him, we don't make it. We didn't. We would have never had kids. We would have been divorced years ago, just like everyone thought we... Why did they get married? That's the dumbest decision. But it's only it's only because of the grace of God that we made it to where we are now and why we're able to talk to other people about it, to be able to help other people navigate. Having those Me Too moments with people like, oh my gosh, you're going through this... We went through that. Let me tell you what we did. Let me tell you how this shaked out for us. That's our passion to help those who think they have seen the darkest days, but there's always a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, there absolutely is. And that's to circle back to this whole article 
getting advice from people. We don't have it all figured out. You and I don't have it all figured out. There are people in our lives who are much wiser than we are, who we seek counsel from. Yes. It's the only thing that makes us better. And that's what we want to be here for other people to, to seek counsel from us because we have experienced it in the past. And there are people, not just saying just us, there are so many other people in your life, I'm sure, that you can seek counsel from, that you can get answers from, that you can get advice from. It's only going to help just not just your marriage or your family, but help all aspects of your life to find people to look towards and to mentor you. And it's amazing when we just let the guard down and let other people in our lives. We were never meant to do this alone. Absolutely. And that's why we became marriage counselors or yes. coaches because we see where, how dark some places in a relationship can be and how bright it is like right now. I mean, I always say, I just couldn't imagine life getting any better. And then it does. And then God just shows out again. It's amazing. I love watching him show out. He shows up and shows out like a lot. Yeah. He's like, you thought that was cool. Watch this. Just wait. <laughs> so seek advice from people. It's only going to help you like really seek advice from people. Don't hide it. I love that. The only thing you should ever hide are gifts. Yes. That's really good. But that also gives us the opportunity to let people know, hey, we are certified coaches. We are. And if this something that you are interested in, please reach out to us. We can get you all the information and we can do this counseling thing by Zoom or. Yeah, we can do it by video, uh, whatever that looks like. Just reach out to us. And, but it and needs to be a couple thing. Yes, both have both to be involved. To be both have to want ready it. to do this. Uh, there, there's nothing that cannot be repaired. As long as you're both willing to repair it. Absolutely, he can. Witnessed and seen it and lived it. It's uh, uh, in Jeremiah. God tells Jeremiah to go to the potter's house. And he goes to the potter's house and says that the potter is working on a clay pot. And it's just not going the way it should. And it crumbles into pieces in his hand. And that the potter gets it and shapes it back in the way that he sees it. And that's just such a reflection of us and our walk with Jesus as individuals and as, as couples that if we will just let him take all of our broken pieces and mold it to the way in which he designed it, all bets are off. There's nothing he can't do with it. 100% agree, pastor. <laughs> so we got to wrap up episode number 28. It is time to go. That was a good one though. Yeah. That was very, very good. So, a lot, a lot of good information. We'll so see let's see what we get next time. Absolutely. <laughs> God, we love you. We are so thankful for this opportunity. I uh, just never want to take these moments lightly and just thankful for a platform that you have given us uh, to be able to for you to work through. Uh, just anyone who's listening, who's going through things, uh, God, just pray that they'll reach out to you and just seek direction from you and watch what only you can do. And we'll give you all the credit and all the glory for all you're doing in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Play ball.